You're listening to the Quince podcast. It has been 75 days since actor Sushant Singh Rajput's unfortunate demise on 14th June. In those 75 days, in a swift administration of media justice, his partner and actor Riya Chakraborty has been accused of murdering the actor and also found guilty of it. In between this accusation and conviction by a special bench of the media court comprising all the usual suspects, television channels have found her guilty. of controlling his life putting him on drugs spiking his tea swindling his money giving him certain medicines not giving him certain medicines distancing him from his family using him to get film offers having other affairs performing black magic on him appreciating marijuana from bhubaneswar and also calling him babu this unrelenting coverage by television media described as a circus by many has a familiar pattern to it Why do news channels not care about the overt misogyny? Why haven't we learned any lessons from previous media trials and why does Riya Chakraborty tick all the boxes of a made for television villain? We have journalist, author and media commentator Naomi Dotto with us today to explore these questions. You're tuned into the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you and I'm your host Sushovan. Sushant Singh Rajput's case was officially handed over to the CBI on 5th August following a prolonged turf war between Mumbai police and Bihar police that managed to reach the Supreme Court. Riya has been questioned by Mumbai police, the enforcement directorate, the CBI and is likely to also be grilled by the Narcotics Control Board. However, outside the course of legal procedures, this episode did not take long to devolve from a mature conversation on mental health depression and suicide to a shrill allegation of cold-blooded murder the media's role in perpetuating misogynistic stereotypes appeared to ensure riya checks all the boxes of a perfect made for television villain but what made this so easy though you know this is this, this word gets bandied around a lot misogyny uh, it it gets used a lot we have a lot of it obviously in indian society and it's very internalized not just uh, you know we have this template that once the girl comes in the boy is no longer yours you know what i mean now right. I mean, it's it's something you know it's something which is part of our uh, like our, our mothers speak like that even we speak like that like i have a niece and a nephew and i keep saying things like are once he gets married he won't even look at you right. so it is right. as you know it is as internalized as that where you where you are uh, conditioned into believing that a woman can come in and uh, and completely take your boy away um so what so that's exactly what's happening with uh, with riya is that um, also the problem is that she is the he was the successful one he was a big star if you know if you know what i mean she's not even very well known like i don't think how many people would have known who she was before all this happened so unfortunately all the cards are stacked against her you know also she's uh, she's not how do i say she's not ghareelu 
you know she looks glamorous she is attractive she's her insta uh, feed has her looking extremely glamorous so she fits all the stereotypes you know you t- all the boxes are ticked of course this wicked girl must have come and wrenched him away from his loving family you know of course this girl must have come and you know introduced him to drugs and he is 34 years old you know and he is a man of the world who's had a share of relationships who had built up a movie career he was not a child right and not just in one society i think it's world over uh that we tend to if it's if it's an attractive young woman is at the center of things um you want to it it's just very um how do i say it? it's very it's very like engaging television it's very okay. engaging soap television so that's the problem it's no longer news it becomes soap television or it becomes this fantastic reality show you always have to have one screaming woman world over there's misogyny world over we have these gender stereotypes but now the problem is we have the internet so it is getting amplified and broadcast to some other level altogether and the biggest problem is that uh, the cues are being picked up from social media it should be the other way around right like your mainstream media should should not be picking up their cues from social media but that's what's happening right so right. If, yeah so if you have people with internet connections nobody's bought you don't know who they are if they have a orchestrated campaign and they keep going at it and they keep going at it then before you know it the mainline channels say are this is what twitter is feeling like this is what the popular sentiment is and they forget that they are not supposed to be pandering to popular sentiment they're supposed to be doing fact checks they pick on that so that's what's happening you know and it's all because um this is not going to go away but now everybody has an internet connection uh, and we have irresponsible news channels so that's exactly what is happening in this case while there has been widespread criticism from within the media fraternity on social media and among the public of the speculative and salacious nature of the coverage hardly anyone seems to be surprised by this media trial be it the arushi talwar double murder case in 2008 jia khan's death in 2013 the indrani and peter mukherjee case in 2015 and now riya chakraborty the media has been a repeat offender in its intrusive over reporting are the audiences who are consuming it as prime time entertainment also to blame or is it primarily the media's responsibility to draw a line and be mindful of its own code of ethics so the thing is i remember about 10 years back uh, when you know you had this part of it about 15 years back you had a very clear divide that you would have the english uh, news channels which were a little proper you know they 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 would uh, they would do news uh, like you had the ndtvs of the world maybe a little elitist i'm not saying that was the perfect way to do things either and then you had the hindi news channel uh, which came along which kind of a little masala very spicy and all of that now what happened in 2000 uh around 2006 2005 when you had a new uh, you had this new burst of english news tv channels so bhc and iba not types now uh, and suddenly you know all the news editors were saying things like but we want the aggression of a hindi news channel now when they say we want the aggression of a hindi news channel it sounds very good okay but it was a, a euphemism for we want their numbers So let's take a leaf out of their book so when they say aggression it was not their aggression in chasing a story but aggression in making up a story okay so right right so then it, it then it just went from bad to worse uh, and you know we are in the situation that we are in now the problem is that 
see, let me tell you that I I make reality shows. So it's not like I'm on a, you know, I'm not on a high horse or anything of the sort. Like reality shows are about exploiting the basest uh, emotions, the basest human emotions. Okay, but that is a reality show. It is classified as entertainment. Okay, the people who are on my reality shows are participants who have willingly signed up for it. You know, like so when you see a big boss and it's the lowest of the low, those people have willingly signed up for for putting their lives and making a spectacle of themselves. So that's a reality show. That's entertainment. Okay, but news is not entertainment. So you can't say this is what the audience wants. So I'm going to give it to you. I mean, I'm sure you know, like porn is, I'm sure very highly watched. So you know, you could put that on if it it's if it becomes legal, you could put that on and say, you know what, people really like to watch it. So it's not my fault. I'm just giving people uh, an opportunity to watch something that they really enjoy. So I'm sorry, that doesn't work for me. Of course, the audiences will watch something which uh, appeals to their basest uh, emotions. Of course, we are all voyeurs. You know what I mean? Right. Of course, this case will interest us more than floods in Bihar. And I'm t- talking about me as well personally. Of course, this will interest me a lot more than uh, something else that's going on. You know, but that doesn't. You cannot absolve uh, yourself of the responsibility that news has. Absolutely. So, you know, absolutely. A, a lot of people beat up the audience. Now that you know what to do now, people are so stupid. They are watching this. That's not the point. <laughs> that doesn't. You cannot wash off your hands from your responsibility as journalist and as news media, because people will watch and you're you're rigorously manipulating them and you're rigorously feeding them these facts and you're building up this wonderful, entertaining spectacle. Of course, they will watch. Media watchers, however, say this case stands out for a number of reasons, primarily for its unrelenting nature and an aggressive competitiveness among news networks to outdo each other. They have pointed out that incidents such as grilling of a food delivery person, going after security guards, dissecting private chats without context, and even showing Sushant's dead body, are indications that channels are fighting not just against one another, but also against social media and WhatsApp gossip. You know, maybe I haven't paid. No, I did follow the Arushi case also uh, quite a bit. But this one has been relentless. And the kind of uh, theories that have been put out, the kind of conspiracy theories that have been put out, the kind of, uh, uh, you know, the kind of hysteria on this and uh, the things that have been said, not just about Ria, but about anyone who is remotely or they think is remotely uh, associated with the case, um, the things which have come on WhatsApp and WhatsApp forwards have become stories, have become news stories. You know, um, and uh, it, it's right. just going, yeah, it's it's just going to new lows every day. Like yesterday, a news channel which did not get the interview, the Ria Chakrabarti interview, hmm. uh, in a fit of star grapes, uh, showed visuals of uh, Sushant Singh Rajput's body and put in a lot of, uh, you know, disclaimers saying, no, no, we are not being voyeuristic. We just want to show you how exactly he died. I mean, I didn't even watch the clip because it was disturbing. But, I mean, that for me was a new low. That was terrible. You have taken away every iota of dignity from this person's death anyway. And now you're stooping to this because you didn't get the interview. And then you're moralizing. It's like, oh, you know, we we were forced to do this because we really want to get to the bottom of this crime. That is not your job. Finally, after maintaining a steady silence, barring a video of her demanding a CBI inquiry, 
Diya broke this silence on 27th August to journalist Rajdeep Sardesai. This was the first instance of Riya, described as the prime accused in the case, answering questions after questions in a 100-minute-long interview. It elicited a deluge of responses from all quarters, some in support of her, some calling it a staged stunt. However, a large question some have asked is of the diversion from a host of other issues, including the COVID-19 pandemic's consequences and the current economy. The final question is, where does the media go from here? This one particular channel has stopped calling it a suicide. Uh, They call it murder. Not alleged, not reported, murder. Murder. They have decided. And I'm like, where is the accountability for this? You're not even going to say alleged and reported or say mysterious death, you know, which is a good good enough euphemism then for whatever it is. You're just calling it murder because you have decided it is murder. And you also know you can get away with murder. No, no pun intended. You know, there is no accountability. There right, is absolutely right. no accountability. Nobody is going to pull you up. Nothing is happening. Um, and it's scary. So I actually, I've been writing quite often on media trials and what what it can do to a person's reputation, irrespective of whether they're guilty or innocent, you know, and uh, because the problem is that even if they are finally proved innocent, nobody remembers that. They only remember all the allegations that were uh, brought against them. Like you look at the Talwar case, for instance, uh, whatever happened in that case is widely documented, but even today, till today, even after they've been acquitted, there is a certain section which believes that they got away with murder. And that will never escape them. You know? Um, or you look at a, a very famous documented case of the Amanda Knox case in Italy. Right. Uh, there, has been, there has been enough evidence to suggest that there was nothing uh, on her. But even today, in Italy, the popular perception is that she got away with murder. You know, even though she was acquitted finally by the highest court there. Uh, so this is the problem with allegations that because the allegations get amplified so much, they get broadcast so much that they stick on you. And finally, when after like however many years, if there is nothing, that if there is nothing, people don't remember. So public memory can be very selective. If you like listening to this podcast, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We are live on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and check out our podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequint.com.